Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Chelsea fans. Wherever you are listening to this, welcome back to the Blue is the Colour podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Charles, and today we'll be reacting to the imminent arrival of Gonzalo Higuain. Also reacting to the Newcastle victory and previewing Saturday night's big game, the London derby away to Arsenal. As ever, I'm glad to be rejoined by my co-host, Andrew Tindall. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, yourself? Yeah, very, very good. And also, as ever, Liam Hungate. How you doing, mate? Good, good. Ready to get started. Yes, and I have to say, where else can we start? Uh, this week, a lot can happen in football, really. And last week on the pod, we were discussing Chelsea's striker crisis. As we record right now, Sarri's just done his press conference. Uh, nothing has been announced yet, but it does look like Gonzalo Higuain is soon to be announced as a Chelsea player. Straight away, Andrew, what's your reaction to this? Well, it's, it's great news, isn't it? I think. I mean, the guy is a proven finisher. He scores goals everywhere he's been. Madrid, Juventus, Napoli scored goals. He's worked under Sarri before. I mean, the guy, maybe he's a little bit older. Maybe he's not the most mobile guy, whatever, fitness. But the reality is, if you give him a chance, he's going to score. And that's certainly something that Morata and Higua, Morata and Giroud just, just don't do. So I think it, it makes perfect sense. I know some people have a negative reaction to it. I really don't understand why. I think even if he does badly, it's just a loan deal. There's not a lot of money involved. There's no obligation to buy. I think it makes perfect sense and it's a fantastic piece of business. Uh, Liam, your reaction to this? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm excited to use him in FIFA. Um, no, but for real, uh, super pumped uh, for Higuain. Um, he's going to come in and um, and hopefully uh, do the jobs that maybe our strikers haven't been doing. Um, I'm excited to see kind of his connection with uh, with Sari because I know um, on like a, on like a personal level, I'm a Houston Dynamo fan and back in the MLS. Um, and our head coach brought back a player that he had had a lot of success with, same position, striker. Um, and he came in and had like one of the best seasons in the entire league. So um, hoping hoping for a similar a similar situation there. Yeah, we have seen in the past managers. Bringing, up, bringing back players they have worked with in the past, worked well with in the past. Jose done it with Drogba in his second spot at Chelsea, and it was quite a good bit bit of business uh, bringing Drogba back to the club. I feel like with Higuain, it, it's it's a move that had to be done by Chelsea. Chelsea needed to find a solution, as we were discussing last week. And I'm sure as we come into the, talking about the Newcastle game, that will also rear its head again because... Chelsea just need to find goals from somewhere if they want to get into the top four. Um, Andrew, are people sort of underrating? I know you touched on this. Are people underrating this sort of bit bit of business because of his age, um, maybe past fitness problems or stereotypes and generalizations that have been made about Higuain in, in the past? Did it, is this a bit of underrated business from Chelsea? Yeah, I think it is. You see a lot of fans, they're, they're looking at Milan and they're, comparing the goals that he scored to Morata I think he's actually scored about the same amount of goals as Morata this season in the league but I think you, what you have to look at is that Milan team does not create chances you see him getting frustrated on the pitch you even watch you watch the, uh, the the cup final at the weekend or midweek they just don't create chances he's getting constantly frustrated there's no good balls in the box there's no balls in behind and you compare that to Chelsea Morata there's we're creating so many chances we're creating some of the most chances in the league but there's just nobody to finish it and I think with the service he's going to get in Sarri's system, it just makes sense. I think he's going to have no problem scoring goals. He can slot straight in there without having to integrate. You know, he knows the tactics already. He's already fit. We saw um, Milan at the start of the season. He's actually in some of the best shape of his career. So I think we can dispel those myths of him being overweight or fat. I know he's had that issue in the past, but I think he's over it now. 
So I think it makes it makes complete sense, and I think there'll be there'll be no problems. I think people are just it's just rival fans or maybe some skeptics just looking for a reason to doubt him, but I don't think there is a reason to. Yeah, Liam, how do you think that uh, Higuain will fit into Sarri's system, given the fact he's played under him before? Um, I mean, we would all hope perfectly well. Um, no, I think I think he'll come in and and finish finish chances hopefully more often than Morata and Drew have been doing. <laughs> Um, I mean, as far as Iguain goes, and you can kind of talk about his fitness problems, maybe he's a little bit older, maybe a bit slower, but um, I mean, we've seen through guys like Diego Costa that a lot of success can come from players who are maybe not, not as quick, but, but are big and can be um, super aggressive and like threatening to the, to the defense. Um, and that's something I think we might have been missing this year as, as far as like a striker position is someone who's like really threatening and can kind of um, get in people's heads a little bit. So. I'm excited um, to have Iguain, um come in, hopefully, and, and do the business. Yeah, it should be interesting. And as I say, we're just waiting on that announcement now. Uh, it sort of picked up pace quite quickly, and uh, it looks like the deal's going to happen. Um, also, just before we move on to Newcastle, Michi Batshuayi, another Chelsea striker, um, who looks like he's close to moving to Monaco with Cesc Fabregas, who went there last week. Um, do you think we should keep Batshuayi? Do you think uh, it's you know good to have free strikers, or do you think that this is a deal that needs to be done because Sarri just clearly uh, doesn't fancy him? I'll start with Liam. Um, I think for these six months, yeah, I would say that him moving to Monaco is probably the best for him, or, or just any anywhere that wants him, anywhere that wants Michi to come in and play. Um, I think it'll teach him a couple things because they're they're heavily fighting relegation over there, um, and and just a chance to play with Fabregas and to continue to learn from him. Um, is always good, especially to learn from him and Thierry Henry and um, a lot of these players like Falcao um, that can kind of maybe help uh, Batshuayi kind of mold um, into like the full player that he wants to be, especially with bringing in Iguain in January. Like, um, I don't know if Michi will come here and really have a position to play. Um, I'm sure Giroud will still be our backup. But I think him going on loan, at least for these six months, while we kind of get Iguain in for his first six months, kind of see how that goes. Um, and then the summer comes, and that's maybe when I think maybe Batshuayi could come back and be like, hey, okay, I want maybe a second striker or a third striker spot or to compete for that first spot. But no, I do think that six months at Monaco could be very beneficial for him because um, I don't think if he comes back now that he would get much playing time. Andrew, is it pessimistic to say that uh, Batshuayi's uh, Chelsea career is basically done and we're just waiting for it to be uh, to be cut off at this point? Or is there any hope? For Mitchie to come back to Stamford Bridge and uh, and have some sort of influence, it, it does seem like he's not going to be around, which is it's a shame. I touched on it a little bit last week. I think so did you. I would have liked him to stay. I think he can still provide something for us. I think he's a one of the best finishers we've got. He's not the best footballer in the world, but in terms of finishing chances, he's I'd say as good as you get. It, it's a shame because I'm not sure. Um, there's really much point in loaning him if we're not going to play him. I think you might as well sell him at this point. I don't think he's really got a future here. Sorry, doesn't seem to like him. Maybe he's had a little bit of an issue because he came back from the World Cup late with Belgium, so he didn't really get that chance for a preseason or to get in Sorry's plans at the beginning. But it's it's just a bit of a waste. I think I think he's a, a pretty good striker who can provide something we don't have. I think uh, having three strikers is a good thing to have in the squad. It makes sense. I mean, we've had issues this season where we've not had a striker. We've been forced to play with. Hazard up front, I know he's done well there, but surely in an ideal world, you never want to be in a situation where you've got no strikers on the pitch or even on the bench. So I think it, it's a bit weird that we wouldn't want to have him at least at the club. I mean, going to Monaco, it's almost like a step backwards. It's like, um, 
I know they're a good club and they'll play good football and you'll get chances, but we signed him from Ligue 1, like, what, three seasons ago now? And we're now sending him back there after three seasons, like, and there's really not been much progression in his career. I, th- I think it's either uh, either give him a chance now or we might as well cash in and try and make some money back on him because I just don't see him really having a future here long term, which is a shame because he is a good striker. Yeah, I definitely think he's got good fan rapport he has since basically he came into Chelsea and you know, he had some good moments in his first season. I'm sure he'll go down sort of in folklore because he always, he always will have that uh, winning goal uh, moment against West Brom, which uh, won us the title in Conte's first season. So I think we shouldn't forget that. And he has scored some important goals for us. But yeah, it, do, it does look like he's just waiting now to to be sold permanently. And Chelsea look like they might be about to make that deal happen. Uh, moving on, we have to talk about the Newcastle game last Saturday. Chelsea winning 2-1, getting back to winning ways. It wasn't an easy game, though. Uh, Chelsea went ahead early through Pedro, a lovely floated ball over the top by uh, David Luiz to Pedro, who then chipped the keeper. Um, but then uh, Kieran Clark then made it 1-1 just before half time. But Chelsea came back and Willian, with one of the finishes of the season, put Chelsea 2-1 up. And uh, that was how it finished. Um, Andrew, it was it was an important win. It was one that Chelsea desperately needed, considering Arsenal dropped points earlier in the day and, and Man United getting back to form. Thoughts on the performance? Because it wasn't uh, convincing, was it? No, it wasn't convincing, but it was a much-needed win. Like, as you said, it puts that six points ahead of Arsenal, which is which is big. And also, Man United are, are certainly pushing on and, and looking like a bit of a threat this season. So now we're in a situation where we've got a real opportunity to gain some ground on Arsenal if we get that result of the weekend. But yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't a fantastic performance. We were quite uh quite gritty at times. We were we didn't play great football, we were a little bit too slow. It was really just some moments of magic, wasn't it? I think that ball from Louise was just incredible and the finish from Pedro was, was great as well. And then Louise again cutting inside it was really, really nice. I didn't think he was that great in the first half, but second half he seemed to just especially once he scored the goal, his confidence just went up and he just had a really, really good game. And I really hope we can see more of that from Willian going forward. I think that was a really good performance and it was definitely very promising. I think it, again, ties into that. I always think he, he's a lot better playing on the left-hand side, cutting inside. He's almost like um he's almost like a right-footed Robin, although much, much more inconsistent. But uh, yeah, the, sometimes the way he cuts inside was was very, very good. So I think that I think it was a good goal. I, I, I think, um yeah, it wasn't a great performance. I think we got criticised quite a lot in the media. Ian Wright had a bit of a go at us on Match of the Day, which I thought was a little bit unfair considering we actually won the game. But yeah, it wasn't great, but we got the result. And I think at the moment, it's almost that's what we need to do. We just need to grind out results until we can get that striker and we can really start to see the football progress and we can take our chances and win games more convincingly. Yeah, it was an important three points. And being at the bridge, there definitely was a a sense of frustration growing because we we got the early goal and you know we, we went ahead but then lost the lead. And there seemed to be a period between... Uh, just before half time, after conceding the equaliser, and then before Willian's second, that you sort of felt that the crowd could have turned. But luckily, Chelsea came out and 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 found a way to win with an incredible finish from Willian. Uh, Liam, your thoughts are on the victory? Um, were people too harsh on Chelsea on Saturday, um, or do you think that Andrew's analysis is spot on there? I mean, when we're talking about okay, this is a team in the top four playing a, a bottom five. Uh, team, then, then then maybe it's not too harsh to say that, oh, maybe we should have played better. Um, but I would say that 
when we're looking at it from a perspective standpoint of our last few games, we've scored zero goals. Um, this is a good. It's a good improvement for one because William is scoring, or William scored a goal. Um, perhaps that can um, kind of cement something in his head to where he can be like, okay, forget like like all the stuff that people are saying. Like I can do this. Like maybe he kind of gets a mindset back that he can kind of work with for the rest of the season, um, as well as just a class goal from Pedro as well, um, as he kind of is starting to return from injury. So I don't know. I think that that with the victory, Chelsea are are slowly improving, um, especially from our last couple of games. Um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say that the criticism is quote unquote like too harsh because of the fact that that Chelsea is a team that with the players that we have and the experience that they have and and where we are in the table, we should maybe be beating these teams by a little bit more than two to one, and maybe getting some more goals from our strikers and our midfielders. So. I think people are asking a lot of Chelsea, but I don't think it's unwarranted because Chelsea has shown that they can do big things uh, and they're not doing that right now, which is which is a fair point. Both Pedro and Willian scored on Saturday and it's I think this applies to both of them on, on this case. Do you think that Hudson and Doy's presence uh, helped this and helped them to to perform and to, to really push them to, to keep their places because he's right on the fringes of starting and of course there's so much uh, support for him Hudson and Doy to, to start for Chelsea now. Do you think that that has helped um, to push Willian and Pedro to do more? I'll start with Andrew. I hope it does. I mean, it should do. I think you see Sari starting to put more trust in him, and he's saying all these things in the press conferences to sort of hype him up. And I think if if um if if Pedro and Willian weren't reacting to that in a positive way and starting to up their game, then I think that would be more of a problem. But yeah, they both put in put in pretty decent performances on the. Uh, in that Newcastle game, and I think it's going to be really important now, especially with signing Higuain, because Higuain's going to go straight into that striker position, and that presumably that means Hazard's going to be playing left, so it's going to be three players, Willian, Pedro, and Hudson-Doy, all fighting for that right wing position. So it's it's really going to require quite some really good form to nail down that spot. I, I hope it is I hope it is Hudson-Doy, but um, either way, if, if they're all pushing each other to, to play well, and, and they are all motivating each other to put in good performances week on week like they did against Newcastle, I think that's a positive thing. And and it's, it is very possible that they were spurred on by Hudson-Odoi's form. Yeah, definitely complacency is something that has been quite a fear of Chelsea fans in, in the team this year for, for places and players getting in, even though their form has dropped. Uh, Liam, do you think it's uh, unrealistic to see Hudson-Odoi and also unfair to see Hudson-Odoi take the spot of either Willian and Pedro at Arsenal because of the fact that both of them did score in, in that game against Newcastle and they, they probably do deserve to start because of their performances? Um, I don't think I would say it's unfair um, just because of the fact that, that Willian and Pedro scoring is awesome, but like that's what they should be doing against teams like Newcastle. That's what's expected of them. Like That's a baseline. Like In games against Newcastle, our attackers should be scoring goals. And games against teams like Southampton and Lesser, our attackers should be scoring goals. So when when they're not, and then they come back and they do that, um, that's awesome, and that's great that they're scoring goals again. Um, but then I wouldn't say that, oh, if Hudson Adoy has shown that he's been performing better in practice, he's been deadlier um, and, and more dangerous on, on the wings against bigger opponents, uh, I wouldn't say it's unfair. Um, for him to come in and, and take maybe a starting spot in an Arsenal game, in the Tottenham game, um, whatever it may be. William and Pedro are maybe meeting or a little bit below expectations, but they're not exceeding expectations. Um, 
so their their spots aren't safe is basically what i should say good stuff so before we move on to previewing the arsenal game on saturday uh we've asked for your guys questions on twitter and we've got quite a few ones here that we're going to answer unfortunately we can't answer all of them because of time uh, but thank you guys for your questions and i'm sure this is something we're going to continue in the future on the pod first question comes from ftbl james on twitter do you think signing paredes is a good move or should the club put its faith in sari to mold ampadu into that role andrew i think we need to go after paredes i'm a huge fan of ampadu and i think he's a really versatile and good player and he certainly can play in midfield, uh, be that in the Jorginho or the Kante role. But I think long term, his future is going to be probably in defence. And he can play a backup for Kante as well, but I think in defence is where he needs to be. I think, as Sarri himself said, we need a specialist in that reducer role. We need somebody who can have that like that ex- excellent passing range and can just dictate the game, have a lot of touch of the ball, play out from the back. And I think something, 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 somebody like Paredes makes a lot of sense. I think also Paredes has something we don't really have in midfield he's got a goal threat he's got some really good uh shots from distance and he also has a passing range that is quite similar to fabric it's obviously not quite as good but he does have that sort of ability to spray those long crossfield diagonal passes and i think he's just he would be a fantastic signing and would fit that would fit the team perfectly i think uh ampadu's a great player has a massive future here but i think his role his future is not going to be in the Jorginho role Liam, what do you what do you think about this? Do you think Ampadu has a future in midfield as sort of that deep lying uh, playmaker, or do you agree with Andrew that he he, he his natural role is going to be in Chelsea's defence? Um, honestly, it's hard to say. I I mean, I completely agree with everything Andrew is saying. Is how I I can see his future in centre back for sure, and I think Paredes is a good move to come in and and be a back for Jorginho or, or a substitute or um split time, whatever, in different games. But, I don't know. Ampadu can perform in that midfield role, so I don't see... Uh, or I, I do see him being able to to be molded into that role, and I do see him um, possibly having a future there. Um, but I, I do agree with Andrew in saying that his future is, um, at least at Chelsea, most likely at centre-back. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see with Ampadu. I, I mean, I've liked him in both positions when I've seen him. The, the one thing I always say when I see Ampadu play for Chelsea is he... He always looks calm and composed and he looks very assured. A lot of young players sort of look quite frantic when they get on the pitch and sort of sometimes will maybe second guess themselves and want to do too much. And I've always got the sense with with Ampadu that he he's very assured on the pitch. So I, I feel like both positions could suit him because I've seen him play for both and hopefully we'll get that chance. But Paredes will be an interesting signing and hopefully will be one to improve Sarri's system. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Abigail D asks, does signing Higuain on an 18-month loan impede us going for a Cardi in the summer? Andrew? Um, that's a really interesting question. I, I don't know, to be honest. The thing with this, if it was an... Uh, the rumour going around was that Chelsea's aim was to sign a striker in, in January here, would be who'd be the first choice for the next six months and would then become the sort of the rotation backup option in the summer. And I think with Murata leaving and Giroud probably leaving, we will need to be signing another striker in the summer. Whether that's a Cardi or not, I'm not sure. But the thing is, the relationship that Sarri has with Higuain, if he comes in, scores 10 goals from now to the summer, Sarri might want to keep him as first choice. And it's, it's quite realistic that he might end up being first choice next season. And then we just sign a backup striker for, for that role. So it, it's, it's quite difficult to see. Say, I think a lot of it's going to depend on how many goals and how he scores between now and the summer and how well he does. If he does really well, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stick around as, as first choice for the season after. But I think we'll just have to wait and see on that one. 
Liam, do you, do you see uh, Higuain being first choice going forward or, or do you think Chelsea still need that big striker come the summer? Um, I mean, kind of like Andrew said, like if Higuain can come in and perform, there's no reason why he can't be our first choice next season. Um, but I mean, if, if Icardi thinks that and Chelsea thinks that um, he can come in uh, in the summer and be like competing for that first spot, I don't know. I can't see either of them coming in thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to this other club where I'm going to be fighting for a first team spot when I've already got a first, like a starting spot here. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, we definitely are going to need more than one striker next season. So I can see um, us getting another striker and I don't see why it can't be a Cardi. I just can't see, um, I can't see them being, I can't see both of them being okay with, okay, maybe one starting and the others on the bench or they're splitting time or whatever. Like, I think they both want first team starting minutes. Yeah, if I can just add on that, I think I think you're about right there. I think you can't really see Higuain accept being a second choice, can you? I think he seems like the kind of player who wants to play every game. I think the same things with Icardi. I mean, you're not going to say Icardi if he if we bring him in is going to be costing probably you know ninety million plus. There is no way he's going to you know settle for being a bench option. So I think if Higuain is around next season, you would you would you'd think that he would be starting first choice. Yeah, thanks for that question. Moving on, Rattul Sahar asks, how many more signings apart from Higuain do you think Sarri needs to build his Chelsea team? Uh, Liam? I mean, obviously, uh, we need a, a, a Regista kind of player, so like a Paredes or, or whoever else they might be looking at. Um, as far as like maybe another signing in January, um, I think I, I personally don't see anyone else coming in besides Higuain and possibly Paredes or someone else uh, of that of that nature. Um, but if there was to be a, a, I guess technically fourth signing with since we signed Pulisic, um, may possibly another winger, maybe a left winger. I don't know. Not not a starter. Nobody who would come in and start. More like a like a squad player who can help us um, farther down the line in the EFL Cup, FA Cup, and other competitions. Yeah, Andrew, it's always quite difficult in January, as you know, proved with us trying to find a striker that you know you're going to have to pay a ridiculous amount to get a first-team player or you're going to have to get a player who's just going to be in a squad and maybe help you later down the line. Um, taking this question and sort of bringing it out to the summer, looking at what you, you've seen so far from Chelsea uh, going into the summer, are there positions that you think Chelsea do need? Remember, we, we have signed Pulisic, so that's one maybe role that's been filled. Do you feel there are any other areas in the summer that you're already looking towards and thinking, yeah, we need strengthening if we're going to get close to what Sarri wants at Chelsea? Yeah, I think uh, to start off with, I think the fullback area needs to be needs to be sorted out. I, I, I love Azpilicueta and, and Alonso as well, but um, I think they're not modern day fullbacks. They're not, you look at the players like Guardiola has at Man City, they're so competent on the ball. They're so technically that they're almost like midfielders. And and just crossing as well, it's such a big advantage having the modern day fullback. I think having looking to strengthen both those areas, but specifically down the left hand side. But I think the fullback area is something we probably need to be looking at. Maybe back up. up I mean, I assume we're gonna have Paredes by then, or or that kind of midfielder. Probably another striker as well, because as I said Giroud will probably be off in the summer, and Morata won't be here. Batshuayi probably won't be here. So maybe another striker as a rotation option, and again maybe another right winger. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think I think fullbacks are the key areas that I think can really excel us beyond having a striker. So I mean, in terms of answering the guy's question, how many signings do we need? I would say maybe 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 two or three that kind of amount. 
we're not that far off having a team that can play Surrey system. I, th- I just think the fullbacks would just elevate us to that extra level, I think. Yeah, it will be interesting to see in the summer. Um, also considering where we finished this season. Of course, we've got so long to go. And uh, one last question before we move on to Arsenal from Yasin. This is quite, I guess, a, a, quite an interesting question. Would you sell Eddie Hazard in order to fund transfers that would improve the team overall, Liam? Um, not unless he really wants to leave. Unless Hazard is hell-bent on leaving and his contract's running out, he's not signing a new one, and we want to get money out of it because he's ready to go and money is the best thing we can get. Um, other, other than that, definitely don't sell Hazard, no matter what kind of players you can bring in. Marine has done a really good job of, of making sure that the club has money. Um, I mean, if you saw um, kind of our, our, our history from transfer profits um, and just profit in general, I forget, like the, we had like a, a balance or something come out a couple of weeks ago. But um, no, I, I, we, we have plenty of money. I don't, I don't think we sell Hazard um, just, just to get more of it. Um, I had a kind of similar, a similar thought maybe with Conte. Um, but this was way back, like early in the season when he didn't look like he was filling into his role. Uh, but he's fulfilled that role now, and I don't think there's any reason to sell him either. So, no, definitely, definitely not. Uh, we can fund transfers in many other ways. Um, Abramovich has been very helpful with that. Marine is doing a good job. No, definitely don't sell Hazard to fund other other transfers unless he is already halfway out the door. Andrew, your thoughts? I'm gonna kind of echo that as well. The thing with Hazard is if we sell him in the summer, we're probably not going to command more than about 110 million, that kind of, maybe a little bit more, but you're not going to command that much money for him in the summer comparative to what he's worth just because of the contract situation. And most of that money that you're going to get is going to probably go directly into replacement for Hazard. So it's not like you can sell Hazard for 110 million and then use that money to completely revamp the squad. It's just not like that. We're not going to get enough money to make that kind of deal. So I I don't I I don't really see any any benefits to selling Hazard. I don't think we could really improve the team much. I think it would only be a negative thing if he was to leave. Yeah, I agree. I think for me at the moment, Hazard's one of those players that you just want to keep as 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 long as possible because he's just um, once in a generation type player. You know, he's um, a great player to have, and you know, I I think his future sort of lies with how Chelsea do and, and getting into the top four and tying into top four. It's now time to move on to speak about Arsenal tomorrow night, massive game in the race for top four and a massive game, of course, always playing against London rivals, Arsenal at the Emirates. Uh, Andrew, is this a must win for both sides considering United's resurgency in recent weeks and also where both clubs uh, sit in the table going into this game? I think it's a huge opportunity for us. I think it's more of a must win for them. I think we're in a situation with we're six points. We can probably afford to draw this, although that's not the mentality I want us to take going into this game. I think a win would be a huge opportunity to go and to go nine points clear of them. And if we're if we're nine points clear, bringing in Higuain as a striker, I think basically qualifying for top four is in our hands at that point. So I think, yeah, it's it's a huge win. I think it would be massive for us to win. I think Arsenal will also be looking at it in the same way because Man United are right on their tail. If they lose tomorrow and Man United win, then uh, then there's not much separating them. So I think it's uh, it's going to be a very hotly contested game and both teams are going to really be desperate to win. I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, it's it's going to be really, really interesting. I, I, always like, uh, I always like us playing Arsenal. I think it's a very... It's almost a bit of an underrated derby, actually. I know we always talk about Tottenham, but I always, uh, I always love getting a win over Arsenal. 
we haven't done very well against them recently, and that's sort. Of, I've just not enjoyed that. Conte, it was one of it was one of Conte's one of Conte's flaws. His his record against Arsenal wasn't great. Wenger always seemed to have his number. So if Sarri gets another win, I think he might actually um even overtake Conte's all time wins against Arsenal. So I think that would be uh that would be great. I think getting the double over Arsenal is always a good thing. So I think it'd be a, a great thing for us to do. Yes, but of course Arsenal, massive rivals, uh, going back for a long time and and so many historic games against them, uh, even. Go back to August, uh, that that big thriller, three two, a lot of goals, a lot of madness in that first half, and Chelsea coming away with the three points. Um, sort of, you know, discussing Arsenal and discussing sort of the, the race for top four. Uh, Chelsea sort of find themselves in almost a very sort of similar to identical position when we went to the Emirates last season. I don't know if people remember we went. It was the first game of January last season. And Chelsea sort of, had, I think, had the opportunity to move 10 points clear of Arsenal. Um, and of course, we didn't. We drew 2-2. And then the rest of that second half of the season happened, even though we did still finish above uh, Arsenal. Um, Sarri is yet to get a big win against the top six side uh, away from home uh, this season. Liam, is this his best opportunity yet? Oh, for sure. I think uh, with, with the struggles um, that, that Arsenal are having, especially defensively, um, I think that's definitely something we can take advantage of. Um, and if, if we can continue to say that um, that William and Pedro, based on their Newcastle performances, they're starting to, to come back into, into fruition and, and get those goals, then then by all means, like let's tear apart Arsenal's defense that has just been screwing them over for the past couple of weeks. Um, no, I think this is a great chance, especially against the top six side, to, to come in and win, um, especially after... Um, after Mourinho was sacked um, and Man United's been on a rampage, I, I think you could definitely argue that Arsenal is probably um, probably the weakest top six side right now. So um, if Sarri wants an away win against a top six side, I think this is this is definitely the one he should uh, he should take his chances in. I've been talking to some Arsenal fans. Uh, I, I got a couple mates who uh, support Arsenal, and it, it seems like their their defensive issues are are really bad. I think. We'll be looking at probably a probably a back three. They'll be playing a black back three sort of um Mustafi, so- who's pretty dodgy. Uh, Socrates, a bit slow as well, and then maybe like Licksteiner or something. I think it's just um we should really be scoring goals against them. I think if we can keep tight, I think our defense has actually been quite decent recently. I, th- I think we should really be winning this game. I think um I know Arsenal are always going to show up. It's a London derby, but I think. If we play the way we can play, and then they play, and they well, their defense plays the way that they have been playing. I think we should be able to get the win. Yeah, there seems to be so many problems at Arsenal at the moment, considering uh, their transfers, their lack of transfers. There's a lot of frustration. Um, there seems to be that when I watched them against uh, West Ham last week, there seemed to be just a lack of potency up top. Uh, they did have several chances, and they are always a dangerous side. And to be fair, when we played them last they did exploit Chelsea defensively there was I remember us speaking uh, on the pod about this how they sort of exploited us in midfield and got so many chances in that first half um, in Stamford Bridge and, and, and missed quite a few of them and Chelsea were quite lucky in that first half how did Chelsea combat that from happening again um, because you know luck may not be on our side this time uh, Liam um, lots of the way we've been playing recently as far as defensively. I think our defense has definitely stepped it up since that game in August. Um, David Luiz is, is filling into his role really well, and he's getting a lot less criticism, which is good. Um, I think Alonso just definitely needs to continue to step up, and if Avis Pilicueta can, can, uh, can continue to be deadly um, down the flanks, I think uh, 
I think our defense uh, has, has stepped it up since August, so I don't think we'll have as many problems as we did against them then. Um, and, I, and I think if we just continue to play the way our defense has been playing, that that we can we can not have to be quite as worried as we were last time as far as getting lucky with missed chances. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts? Well, in in the previous game, a lot of their chances seem to come from us giving the ball away in midfield and, and, and playing out from the back. And I think that has improved a lot. I think the way we play out from the back is probably some of the best in the league. I think uh, Sari talked about this as well a little bit a little bit in his press conference after the, the previous Arsenal game. There was the gap between the midfield and defence was too big. And I think that's improved. I think midfielders are understand their tactical role. I think as a team, we're, our, our defence and midfield is, is really... Has really improved a lot since we played that Arsenal game. I think we're much better in that in that aspect. It's just the sort of goal scoring and and, and creating chances has been more of our problem. I I don't see us having the same defensive issues. We we still do. We still are prone to conceding from set pieces. We've conceded quite a lot of goals like that. I think maybe uh, players not quite adapting the zonal marking and and such like that and that kind of thing. But I think um yeah I think I think we're we're certainly better at defensive and and the defensive phase and pressing and. And winning the ball back high up the pitch and and playing out from the back, I think I think we're in a much better shape in that in that sense than we were last time we played Arsenal. Yeah, it will be intriguing to see how how both teams go back because I'm sure there will be a bit of nerves from Arsenal considering where they stand in the league and knowing that if the result doesn't go their way, it 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 could leave them out of the the top four race. And you know, it's it's weird with Arsenal because I've watched them sometimes this season as, you know, when when they played Spurs and they came right out the blocks. They they were brilliant in that game and they sort of just overran Spurs completely in that game. But then you watch them sometimes and they are a bit of a mess. They're they can be a very inconsistent side, even within games, you know, Emery likes to change uh, formations during games and and the hope is if Chelsea have quite a consistent game um and have two good halves that will prevail um and it i you know i wouldn't say it's a a must win you know because a draw i think still is a decent result and it keeps us ahead of arsenal and you know got easier games coming down the road for chelsea um but you know winning there is always such a massive boost and i think for sari it would be another massive boost because he's come under criticism in recent weeks um just before we give the score predictions any team selection sort of uh, issues that either of you want to sort of throw up things that you'd say, I want to see this player come in. Any changes from last week, uh, Andrew? Well, uh, up front, I think apparently Morata is not going to be, is not going to be well playing according to Sarri. It's unlikely he's going to be at least starting. So I think um, probably false nine again, I think Hazard, William and Pedro, I think that remains the same. I think I'd get Kovacic in. I think Kovacic is, better for these big games he's a bit more press resistant he doesn't lose the ball as much he's, his dribbling's better he's not the best goal threat in the world but i think he makes a lot more sense for the big games um yeah i think alonso alonso um as Plaquette, i mean i'd like to see emerson play i say that every week but it, it's, it's never gonna happen so um one one day andrew one day it will happen yeah. andrew just <laughs> one keep day, the faith and um, yeah, Rudiger, Luis, and Kepa and Goal. I, I don't really see much of a change. I think Kovacic in midfield ahead of ahead of Barkley is is probably the obvious one. But other than that, I think that's probably it. Uh, Liam, your thoughts? Same exact thing. Same exact thing. Can't argue with that. Um, I think yeah, Kovacic playing over Barkley for sure, um, especially with his recent performances. Um, and then obviously, I'm sure we'd all love to see Emerson get a chance, but can't see that happening over Alonso. So yeah, um, and yeah, definitely false nine. Morata won't play. Um, yeah, probably same exact lineup as against Newcastle. One more thing, uh, I, I would like to see. George, I'd like to see Hudson Odoi 
get some minutes, maybe not start the game, but just 20 minutes at the end, I think it makes a big difference. Uh, in, even if I'm not, it doesn't need to be, um, he's not the kind of player, you, you don't need to wait till to, to we're sort of a couple goals up before you bring him on. He's the kind of guy who can influence a game. You don't, you can, if we're a goal down, bring him on. I think he can do something. So I think uh, hopefully he can get some more minutes. Yeah, I know that knowing Arsenal fans who sort of speak about their team and, and the fears about things at the moment say that out wide they're quite worried and you know a winger like Hudson Doy, you just you, you sort of think what what he could do like he did against Spurs with sort of more space and, and running at their defense so that would be intriguing if he does get some minutes um at the Emirates uh just before we go score predictions uh Liam uh, I'm gonna go with a nice round two to one nice Andrew um I'm not sure I think I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go conservative, like you've been going last last few weeks, and uh, it's been working out. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with a, uh, I'm gonna go with a two all draw, which isn't actually that conservative. When I think about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah. that'd be quite a mental game, like it was last year. Um, I I think what I'll, I'll go for a two one Chelsea. Um, Arsenal are quite prone to giving you a lot of chances. The difference is, is you know, as has been the case, and as we've discussed today, is who's going to take those chances. So, and if we do get those chances, we need to take them. And that was the fault of last season at the Emirates. We just, we had so many and, and Morata, uh, that was sort of the turning point for him, unfortunately at Chelsea. So yeah. it, it's always going to be a massive game. If Chelsea get the three points, it'd be just such a massive boost, um, not only for the fan base, but also for our top four ambitions um, going forward. So that is it for today's podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening thank you also for your great questions we'll be doing that again in the future uh while we wrap up andrew uh shout out your social media where can people find you so you can find me on twitter at cfc extra all the sort of the news opinions all that kind of thing and also on chelsea echo i know um i'll be writing some things there and also uh, i think simon's got a couple of uh, a couple of new writers coming in so it's, it's looking like a really exciting project so i think you should really go and have a look at that and i think it's it's looking really good wonderful and liam and you can find me on Twitter at Liam Hungate, H-U-N-G-A-T-E. Brilliant. You can also follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea. Also, I write for The Echo like Andrew. And I should, by the time this podcast goes up, have an article on there about Jorginho. So take a look for that. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week, hopefully discussing a Chelsea win over Arsenal. Come on, Chelsea. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again.